Andrei Arlovsky lives up to his nickname, The Pitbull. The former UFC heavyweight champion quickly became one of the world's most dangerous fighters as he would finish most of his opponents in the first round by pressing forward and throwing quick and heavy shots. But that was a long time ago and even though he's had some memorable moments since then, he hasn't been able to recapture the belt. So how good was Andre Arlovsky actually? Hey guys, it's Keon and today we're going to talk about Andre the Pitbull Arlovsky. Shout out to John Froelich from my Patreon who really wanted to see a video on the former UFC heavyweight champ. And I'm happy to make it because I believe the prime of his career deserves way more recognition. Speaking of my Patreon, I want to give a shout out to the Undisputed members. Join now and get early access to my YouTube videos as well as a shout out before each one. I also upload videos to my fight card recaps which you could also listen to on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. I've also decided that all the money made from my Patreon will now be going to charity. So please join now to get these perks as your contribution is going to help people who really need it. Now let's get to it. Andre made his MMA debut on April 9th, 1999 at the age of 20. He trained in sambo, judo, and kickboxing prior to fighting Vyacheslav Datsik. In this fight, he was the aggressor on the feet by connecting with hard shots and maintaining pressure. He also attempted a few submissions. By the look on his face, it really looked like Vyacheslav was having a hard time. But at the 6 minute mark, he connected with the perfect right hand that knocked Andre out. Arlovsky came back a year later to fight Michael Tilroy. The two pressed forward immediately, but it was Andre who connected with the harder shots. He eventually secured a takedown and locked in the guillotine choke which forced a tap. The fight lasted 85 seconds. After his first pro win, he fought Roman Zensov that same night. This fight was quicker than the last as Andre threw a barrage of punches and knees that forced the ref to step in. Following a 13 second knockout against John Dixon, Andre made his UFC debut on November 17th, 2000. He defeated his opponent, Aaron Bink, in 55 seconds via armbar. At UFC 32, he fought Rico Rodriguez. Although Andre was the aggressor on the feet, Rico's wrestling was too much and in the final round, he secured a takedown and finished the fight with ground and pound. After this loss, he fought Pedro Hizo. A majority of this fight was spent on the feet with Pedro being the aggressor. He eventually knocked out Arlovsky in the third with a 1-2 combo. At UFC 40, Andre fought Ian Freeman. He finished the fight in 85 seconds with a barrage of strikes that knocked Ian out. A year later, he fought Vladimir Matyushenko. It was another dominant performance on the feet by Andre who finished the fight with an uppercut that knocked Vladimir out cold. Following this win, he fought Wesley Correra. Andre connected with many shots in the first round before finishing the fight in the second with punches. This three-fight win streak earned him a shot at the interim title against former UFC heavyweight champion Tim Sylvia. He connected with the right hand early that dropped him before securing an Achilles lock that forced the tap. The fight lasted 47 seconds. Four months later, he defended his interim championship against Justin Eilers. Andre was dominant on the feet before Justin's ACL blew out which led to more punches on the ground before the ref stepped in. On August 12, 2005, he was promoted to undisputed heavyweight champion after champion Frank Mir was unable to unify the belt due to his motorcycle injury. So at UFC 55, Andre defended his championship against Paul Buntello. The fight ended in 15 seconds after Arlovsky connected with a big right hand that knocked Paul out cold. On April 15, 2006, he fought Tim Sylvia for a second time. Although he landed a big right hand that dropped Sylvia to the mat, Tim recovered and connected with a big right hand of his own before finishing Andre with more punches on the floor. The rubber match went down 3 months later, but in contrast to the first two fights, this one went all 5 rounds and for the most part was uneventful. Most of the action occurred in the first when both men connected with their shots, but after that they became hesitant with their attacks. The lack of action made it difficult to score this fight, but the strong first round by Sylvia was most likely the reason he won. At UFC 66, Andre fought Marcio Cruz. Cruz brought the fight down by pulling guard and from there he tried to lock up a leg. But Arlovsky retaliated with a kick on the ground which forced Herb Dean to stop the action for a moment in order to stand the fight back up. Marcio decided that he wanted the fight to continue on the ground which was a huge mistake as Andre immediately rocked him with the right hand before he went fully out by more punches. Four months later, he fought Fabricio Verdum. After both men rocked each other in the first round, the second and the third were uneventful as Andre spent a majority of it avoiding Verdum's attacks both on the feet and the ground. 
round. This was enough for him to win by unanimous decision. At UFC 82, Andre fought Jake O'Brien. Early on, it was O'Brien who was pressing the action and securing takedowns. But in the second round, Andre secured a takedown of his own and immediately had full mount. He threw ground and pound before the ref stepped in. This was also the final fight on his UFC contract. So in his next fight, he signed with Affliction Entertainment where he fought Ben Rothwell. Andre was dominant for the most part as he rocked Ben on the feet and secured takedowns. The fight eventually ended in the third with a beautiful combo that knocked Ben out cold. Andre got paid $750,000 for this win which is absolutely wild considering this was outside of the UFC and in the year 2008. Two and a half months later, he fought former IFL heavyweight champion Roy Nelson at an Elite XC event. Although Roy was pressing the action more early with a takedown and some clinch work, Andre was the aggressor on the feet which proved to be too much even for Nelson's granite chin to handle as he got knocked out in the second round. After this win, he went back to Affliction to fight former Pride heavyweight champion Fedor Emelianenko. Andre looked good early as he was able to connect with his shots and press the action. The momentum was on his side until he rushed in and got caught with the right hand that knocked him out cold. Following this loss, he signed with Strikeforce and fought Brett Rogers. Rogers knocked out Arlovsky 22 seconds into the first round with a barrage of punches. He came back almost a year later to fight Antonio Bigfoot Silva. For three rounds, Bigfoot outstruck Andre on the feet and secured a couple of takedowns where he threw heavy shots. He won the fight by unanimous decision. On February 12, 2011, Andre fought Sergei Karitonov. He got knocked out by Sergei 2 minutes and 49 seconds into the first round. After losing 4 in a row, many people including Arlovsky's own trainers recommended that he should call it a career. But Andre was adamant that he still had more fight in him. So he continued training under Greg Jackson with the legs of John Jones, Shane Carwin, and Travis Brown. Six months after his loss to Sergei, he signed with Pro Elite where he fought Ray Lopez. Andre looked really good in this fight as he picked Ray apart on the feed and also secured takedowns which led to heavy ground and pound. He eventually finished Ray in the third with another takedown and more shots from above. Andre's next fight was against Travis Fulton. He pressed the action with his striking and groundwork, but the fight in general was pretty uneventful. Until at the final second of the fight when Andre connected with a head kick that knocked Travis out cold. After winning back-to-back -back fights, he signed with 1FC to fight Tim Sylvia for a fourth time. Andre was the aggressor on the feet for most of the fight before he connected with a right hand that dropped him. He followed this with soccer kicks which are only legal in 1FC if the ref clears the fighter to do so. But this ref didn't do that which meant the soccer kicks were illegal. This led to the decision being a no contest. Two months later, he made his World Series of Fighting debut against Devin Cole. It was another dominant striking performance by Andre who finished the fight in the first round with a right hand and some hammer fists. Following this win, he went to Russia to fight Mike Hayes. It was an uneventful fight that saw Andre outstrike Mike on the feet for three rounds to win the unanimous decision. Back in World Series of Fighting, he fought former UFC welterweight Anthony Johnson. Andre was almost finished at the end of the first by punches that broke his jaw. But there was controversy about this round and others going past 5 minutes. Regardless, Anthony controlled the fight in the clinch and also secured a takedown. This was enough for him to win by unanimous decision. After this loss, Andre fought Mike Kyle. The two traded shots for 3 rounds and even though Andre got clipped a couple of times, the judges ended up giving him the unanimous decision. A month later, he fought Andreas Kraniotakis in his home country of Belarus. Andre was the aggressor on the feet and the ground for most of the fight before connecting with the right hand and finishing the fight with ground and pound. In June of 2014, he returned to the UFC where he fought Brendan Shaw. It was a very lackluster fight that saw little action from both men who threw strikes at each other without really connecting much. Andre controlled the fight in the clinch and Brandon secured a takedown, but the judges ended up giving the decision to Arlovsky. Three months later, he went to Brazil to fight Antonio Bigfoot Silva for a second time. Although Andre was the underdog, he finished the fight with right hands followed by hammer fists. At UFC 187, he fought former teammate Travis Brown. Do yourself a favor and watch this fight because it's one of my favorites of all time. Once again, Andre was a betting underdog, yet he clipped Travis early and looked moments away from finishing the fight. But throughout this onslaught, Andre got clipped and now he looked moments from being finished. Luckily, he recovered and continued to connect with heavy 
shots before the ref stepped in. This resurgence in Orlovsky's career led him to a fight with Frank Mir who was also experiencing the same thing. The fight was fairly close with Andre as the aggressor on the feet and Mir securing takedowns and throwing ground and pound. They both controlled the other in the clinch as well. I thought Frank won this fight but Andre was given the unanimous decision. On January 2nd, 2016, he fought Stipe Miocic. Andre was finished in 54 seconds by big right hands followed by ground and pound. Four months later, he fought Alistair Overeem. Although Andre came out guns blazing and connected with a few of his shots, Overeem retaliated with hard kicks and a takedown. He eventually ended the fight in the second with a front kick to Andre's face followed by a left hand and ground and pound. After this loss, he fought former UFC heavyweight champion Josh Barnett. The two swung with heavy shots for most of the fight which led to both men getting rocked. It was wild. But Josh eventually took over with his wrestling and ultimately finished Andre in the third via rear naked choke. Now on a three fight losing streak, the UFC decided it was a good idea for him to fight Francis Ngannou. As you would expect with many Ngannou performances, he finished Andre in 92 seconds with a big right hand followed by ground and pound. Four and a half months later, he fought Marcin Tibera. For three rounds, Andre was taken down and ate heavy shots from Marcin who mounted him. Following these five losses, Andre began training with American top team. They helped him pick up decision wins against Junior Albini and Stefan Struve. In both fights, he looked more well-rounded as he tied in his striking and takedowns like he used to back in the day. In the fight against Struve, he secured four takedowns which was a career best. Unfortunately, he lost his next four fights but they were very close and were against the likes of Taiti Avasa, Shamil Abdurakimov, Walt Harris, and Augusto Sakai. Basically, the UFC put him against up-and-comers with lots of momentum in hopes of these guys making a name off Arlovsky. But regardless of being 40 years old at this point, he was still game. Not only was his loss to Walt Harris overturned to no contest due to Walt's failed drug test, but many believe the fight with Augusto Sakai was a robbery. Regardless, he came back with a decision win against Ben Rothwell when they fought for a second time where Arlovsky was the aggressor on the feet for most of the fight. At UFC 244, he fought Jorginho Rosenstrike. Andre lost by knockout in 29 seconds. His most recent fight was against PFL heavyweight tournament winner Felipe Linz. Andre earned the unanimous decision by connecting with the better shots on the feet for all three rounds. Knowing how Andre is after a win, he is most definitely going to continue fighting. But it's safe to say that he's far from his prime years. So after going 29 and 19 with two no contests and a career that saw him become the UFC heavyweight champion, how good was Andre Arlovsky actually? I'll say it right now, long dusty blonde haired Arlovsky was one of the best heavyweights ever. Because during this era, he was finishing all of his opponents in the first round. His presence on the feet was intimidating to most fighters and that gave him the confidence to rush in with heavy shots. Shots. This also had him sway away from his sambo and judo roots as he began to fall in love with knocking people out. And as much as my superstition tells me that cutting his luscious locks was the reason he lost his mojo, I also believe that he reached his peak really quick as more fighters understood his game plan to finish the fight on the feet. And this became worse when his chin wasn't able to take the shots like he used to. But then he began training with Greg Jackson and that really gave life to his career which looked close to being over. Then he made the move to American Top Team and they really helped him develop into an all-around fighter. The only issue is that he learned how to do this late in his career. Imagine if he began this earlier, he would have been a problem in the UFC heavyweight division for a long time. Regardless, he's captured UFC gold and is one of the few people to defend an interim belt. I would give his MMA career an 8 out of 10. But what really impresses me about Andre's career was his ability to bounce back. I know that's something I say about a lot of fighters, but it's really hard to do it when you lose 4 or 5 in a row. And even with the added pressure to retire from the sport during these times, Andre Arlovsky kept going and proved that he could do it. My name is Keon and this is my take on how good Andre Arlovsky actually was. Do you agree, disagree, or have something else to add? Please put it in the comments down below because I love to read it. If you like this video, please give it a thumbs up and subscribe to my channel for more content like this. But that's all out for now, so I'll see you on my next one.